I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios. We help brands and businesses create content that helps them stand out. Now, that could be video, it could be animation, all sorts of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand and business was in a position to spend money on having content created on a regular basis. But we know that to stay relevant on this thing, you have to have regular content going out, consistent content going out, lots of value going out. Now, I still wanted to help these people. But if they can't afford to pay for my services, how could I help them? So I sat down and I came up with a process that I give out for free. And um, it's like 99p as a book, which you can download right now. It's called How to Nine Times Your Social Media. And it's basically everything from marketing planning right the way through to podcasting and a whole bunch of stuff that goes on in between as well that you can do quite easily and you can repurpose to make your content work harder for yourself because it's so important to make the content that you have work harder for you, especially if you don't have the money to pay for an agency or somebody like me to help you repurpose that content or to help you put that content out. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Um, but basically, I just want to help you get creating content and doing the stuff that you can do yourself for free or for at least very little cost. So that's what Dazed and Confused is all about answering your questions about social media, about video. So if you've got any questions at all you want to ask today, whether you're on Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever you're watching, stick your questions into the comments and I will do my best to answer all of the questions. Uh, the first question comes in from Chris and uh, Chris is an artist and he's asking, what should I be putting out to my social media feeds? Um, now, it depends on what you class yourself as an artist as. But generally, any form of artistry, whether it be music or painting or whatever, you should be putting out the content that you create. So if you're an artist, let's go with painting. Let's just stick with that one. But it works with all kinds of artistry. If you are a painter, then you should be putting out your pristine paintings onto your social media feeds. Now, obviously, there's going to be places where they're going to suit better. Instagram, Pinterest. But... That is just one level of the, the content that you could be putting out because I believe, and I, I think a lot of people have a huge interest in what goes into creating a piece of art. I remember watching TV shows when I was younger with uh, Gerald Scarf, and he's a like a cartoonist, not your average cartoonist, isn't, or was an incredible cartoonist. Um, and he used to go around and interview people and talk to them about the artistry that they do. And there was one guy who was an artist and he used to just like swing a tin of paint over the top of a canvas and that would be his art. Now, this was 20 odd years ago, not when it's like done now when you see it on YouTube or on TikTok and everybody goes, wow, that's amazing. This was when it was actually revolutionary to do that kind of thing. Um, and so... I think that people really enjoy seeing that behind the scenes, that thought process about how you come up with creating something for your audience to enjoy and to purchase and hang on their wall or to listen to if you're a musician or whatever. So as an artist, Chris, what I would say is you want to be looking at more of the, the behind the scenes content. We are humans and we are all voyeuristic. We live in a voyeuristic age. It's why programs, I've said this in the past, like, Big Brother, like Love Island, all performed so well in the ratings because people have got an interest in seeing 
what's going on behind the scenes when people forget the cameras are there what's going on what's happening and i think that's a big thing with artistry as well people want to see the behind the scenes so what made you come up with the idea of painting that car in that particular way what made you come up with the color schemes that you've chosen to use film those little elements and turn them into case studies turn them into small pieces of content that you can put out about each piece of artwork that you create you might not be creating artwork all the time but you're still going to be working on that piece of artwork so then you can create content ongoing about that one piece of artwork so people get the journey get the story behind it because people don't buy anything unless they're emotionally connected they won't interact with your content unless they're emotionally connected so you need to draw them in emotionally and so giving them that behind the scenes, that voyeuristic look into your content is a really, really simple way of doing that, I believe. So Chris, what I want you to do is think about putting out the finished products on all the social media platforms so people can see them, but creating these behind the scenes, these voyeuristic pieces for Instagram stories, for TikTok, for Snapchat, for YouTube, for Facebook, for Instagram, so that people can see where the idea has come from, from these pristine pieces of content that you've created. Okay, next question. This one comes through from Jenny. Um, she says, I've been put in charge of running the social media for the architecture firm I work for. What should I do first? <laughs> Number one, go and punch your bot in the face. Um, because uh, you see this a lot. And I mean, I don't know how old you are, Jenny, but I'm probably guessing you're of a younger age group and the people who are running the business and possibly slightly older. And they're seeing you as somebody who, because you use social media, should be the one running the social media for, um, should be the one using social media. Sorry, I just seen the question come, come in and it's just thrown me. Um, you should be the one doing the social media for your business. And actually, that's not the case. Just because you're young, doesn't mean you know how to use social media in business. That said, um, you could say to your boss, look, I don't think this is really the thing I should be doing. I enjoy it, but I don't really understand it. Can you send me on some courses? Let me learn some stuff. Um, go online and read as much as you possibly can, learn as much as you possibly can. You could ask them to hire in a firm, someone like my company, to help you do that kind of stuff and help you create content. But... If it is a passion of yours and you have an inkling to learn more and all that kind of stuff, the first step for you and for the business is for you to sit down with your boss and find out who the avatar is. Once you know who your ideal customer is, the avatar for the business, whether they're male or female, whether they've got children, where they go on holiday, what they enjoy doing, then you can start to think about the content that those people would actually appreciate. And most importantly, you can suss out exactly where they're going to be hanging out as well. If they are a young female and they don't have children, but they love to go traveling, then the chances are they're probably going to be on something like Instagram. But if they're a slightly more professional young female, and they might be potentially on LinkedIn because they've got money to spend. They don't use all these other platforms, but they do go onto LinkedIn. It, you've got to suss out where your audience is going to be. And that's where then you can start putting in a mass majority of the work for the business now i'm still a firm believer and always will be that you need to spread yourself around a bit a little bit so i try and get my clients to work on a 70 to 30 80 to 20 percent split 
to put 70 to 80 percent effort into one particular channel and then that other percentage is spread across everything else be it youtube facebook instagram wherever so that's the first place to start really is find out where your audience is putting out content and then move on from there and it's a difficult one to answer really because i don't know what kind of architecture you guys do and so on and so forth um but again showing the the process that you go through case studies with clients videos testimonials all those kind of things a really strong piece of the content but jenny the fact you're asking this question rings alarm bells to me that you need to say to your boss look i want to do this but i'm going to need some help and get in an agency, whether it's somebody local or you drop me a line and we can have a chat and I can come in and maybe try and help. But whatever, you need to get that element of help first to kind of take you through that process of what creative you could be doing. There's a lot of things you could be talking about, but what creative do you really want to be as, a, as an architecture firm? So, yeah, that would be my first step is to sit down with your boss and have that conversation. Not an easy one, I know, because you've been handed the job because they want you to do it but you kind of need to know what that first real step needs to be. Okay, so next question. Here we go. Let's have a look. Uh, Sophie, uh, I'm the head of marketing for a stationary company. Uh, my manager wants video content. Has he been told we should do some? Where should I begin? Okay, um, you should begin by chatting to some video agencies. I mean, you could if you wanted to, if you think you've got the skill set, use your phone and create some video content. It's that simple and you could do things like this do some live content where you're talking about the products that you sell all that kind of stuff and the benefits of them and give out loads and loads of value now that's one element of it if you want to know more about that go and download my book it's 99p how to nine times your social media it's available in the section below that's kind of the general content that you could be putting out that's completely free for you to create then you need the content that is specifically about the products you need to showcase that content. Now you could contact the people who create or make those pieces of content, um, pieces of stationery, and see if they've got any video content that they can help you with. Because if they've got the media bank already, you're in a really strong position. You don't need to go and create a lot of stuff. You can just start putting that stuff out as content with your branding on it. Like that make sure that they're okay with that. Um, if they don't have it, then you're going to need to create it. Now you could do it yourself. But the chances are you may not have the skill set in-house, in which case you need to, again, the same as Jenny, sit down with an agency, a video agency, a visual agency, and see what they can do to help you create content. Now, do you want ongoing content? Do you just want case study content about each piece of stationery? But a true agency will come in and help you with that. The thing is, is that you've got to be careful. Well, some video agencies, and this is, was very prevalent when I first started in business, will basically sell the virtues of video by it'll increase your dwell time, it'll increase your SEO, and it'll increase your customers. But that's if you get a video put on your website and they're trying to sell you a video for the website. Now, the question is, do you really need a video for your website? If they're not asking you that question initially, because you're going to them and saying, I want a video website, a website video. If they're not asking you that question, then you need to ask yourself the question, do I really want to work with them? Because they're literally just after making that video and they don't really understand necessarily the power of video for a brand and for business. So ask yourself that question, do I need a video for my website? And hopefully the agency will ask you that as well. You start looking at things like the bounce rate on your website, 
does your video have a high bounce rate? Do they hit a certain page and then bounce straight back off again? Do they come to your homepage and then never delve any deeper? So don't make any purchases. Well, in which case, maybe having a website video would be a good idea because then people can understand what you do a little bit quicker and a little bit easier than having to scroll and read. However, if people come to your website and then delve deeper straight away and make purchases for your website, so you have like a, I don't know, a, a 60% um, rate of people actually visiting and buying, then that's pretty good. Now, yes, you want to convert the other 40% as well, but that's not necessarily always going to happen. But what you could do is go, right, okay, we do want a website video, but that can hold off a little bit. If we can get another 30 or 40 people to visit the website in the first place, then that might convert into more money because at least another 60% of those 30 to 40 people. Are. So how do we get them to come to the website? Then you can look at why those other people are bouncing off and where they're bouncing off and, and what's causing them to do so. But maybe you need to look at content elsewhere rather than on your website. So make sure you're getting asked that question um, and, and go from there. Okay, next question coming in from Paul. Um, okay, what should I do if I can't get my content good enough to put out? Okay, um, this kind of runs into perfection a little bit, I think. Um, what I like to call knobhead syndrome. Too many people worry about what anybody else thinks. And I can't really say too many people, but a lot of people do. <laughs> um, because it is a big thing, especially in the social media culture. We're all worried about what anybody else might think of us, what they might say, um, what they might have an opinion on, whatever. The thing is, is it's none of our business what anybody else thinks of us. We just need to put out our value, our message, and get that across to people as succinctly and as best as we possibly can do. Does that mean our content has to be perfect? Hell no. Have you seen some of my content? Is it perfect? No. Do I get my message across in every single piece that I put out? I damn well hope so. So that's what you've got to aim at, is not worrying about perfection, but worrying about the content within the content. How much value are you giving? How much are you helping people? How much are they likely to want to come back and consume more of what it is that you've got to say on whatever subject matter it might be? So don't worry about getting your content good enough. Don't worry about it being perfect. Just worry about getting it out there for people to consume. Sometimes putting out shit is not good, but um, yeah, I'm not suggesting you have to aim for perfection by any stretch of the imagination. Does this look perfect? Of course it doesn't but it's a quick rushed setup so that I can get a live out for you guys answering your questions while the mini monster is fast asleep. Um, if he was awake, I wouldn't be doing this. So yeah, don't aim for perfection. Just aim for getting that value out there. Okay, last question, and then I'll have a quick check on here. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, my content doesn't seem to be performing well at all. What should I do to get better interaction? Okay, Anna, I don't know where the content is that you're putting out, but do you ask for interaction is the big thing. A lot of people forget to do that. A lot of people forget to ask people to hit the subscribe button. A lot of people forget to ask people to leave a comment to talk about a specific subject matter. They even forget to ask a question. If you've got a question you want to ask your audience, ask it. And if you just keep doing it on a regular basis consistently, eventually they will start to interact. It does work. It might not work straight away, but they will work eventually. Don't wait for them to comment. 
give them a reason to do so. Give them a reason to interact with your content. So, yeah, it's as simple as that. Um, that's why I would suggest if that doesn't work, come back and ask me again, and we'll see what else we can uh, suggest for you, Anna. Uh, let's have a quick look here. Ed is asking the question, surely if it's not perfect, not many people will like it and subscribe. That's not the case because you're aiming for an audience of people who are going to get the value from what it is that you're putting out. So if you are an expert on mugs, you are doing great mug videos, you're talking about the value that a mug could bring you, you're showing people that you can buy a mug really cheaply. Well, surely that value is of interest to the people who are finding that content. It doesn't have to look perfect. I'm not suggesting that um, it, it's the worst looking, worst sounding video on the planet ever. But if the value behind it is powerful enough, people will forgive the dodginess for a period of time. So remember that. Don't worry about that perfect looking content. It's nice to have, don't get me wrong. If I could right now set myself up every single time I go live, if I had the space or if I had the home, a studio or what have you to set myself up with a DSLR running through OBS, running through StreamYard so that I had a nice shallow depth of field on me, I had a green screen behind me so I could put whatever I wanted behind me, make it look nice and clean and crisp and have all my lights up. I would do it. Someone who wants to belittle what you're doing, and they'll tell you so. However, not everybody understands the reasoning behind the whys and wherefores of what you do and how you do it. So that's just the way it is. That's just how life is. But you can't aim for perfection every single time because you will end up not putting any content out. If you aim for perfection every single time, nobody will get to see or hear what you've got to say. So aim for just down a little bit, get it out there for people to consume. You can always tweak it at a later date and make it more perfect if you really want to. It could be a blog, it could be a piece of audio, whatever. But don't aim for perfection from the offset because you will never, ever put any content out. And that way, nobody will know what it is that you do because you're not communicating. And if you're not communicating, nobody knows what your brand, what your business does. Uh, thank you very much for listening or watching today, whichever one you've been doing. Uh, if you are brand new and you're watching on live at the moment, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any of the future content. And if you're on YouTube or on Facebook, hit the little dingly dangly bell and you'll get a notification every time I'm going to go live as well. And until Friday, when I'll be back, potentially. I'm not sure. We'll see. It is January the 1st. Um, and also, um, I'm turning 44. So yeah, I might be crying into a, a, a coffee or something. Uh, but until then, thank you very much for watching. As always, if you're brand new, and um, like I say, hit that subscribe button and I will catch you on Friday. Have a good one and I'll see you on Friday. Perhaps. We'll see. Let's see what my birthday brings. Have a good one anyway. See you soon. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.